What up, though? This is the Chill Bravado Podcast. I'm your host, Chill B, and I have a little thing that I call the big kickback. This is simply like, you know, when you're sitting around the house with your family, your loved ones, your homies, you have real life discussions about things that you probably wouldn't really say if you're out with people who you don't really hang with like that, not cool with like that. And you want to have honest conversations about anything that's going on in life. Well, this is for you because we have a project that came out in hip hop. Kendrick Lamar dropped his album. This morale on the big steppers, you know, two album um, double CD as we know back in the day, you know, but and I would not try to do a full album review on this because that's just either going to be too long. And I'm not going to give each song that sticks out to me the justice that it deserves and the coverage that it deserves. So I want to pull out the song Crown and I want to give you what I heard Crown and listen to it and give you some of the things that I took from it. And maybe it might help you. As you listen, or maybe you go through life, you never even listen to the song, but it might encourage you to go listen to it and see what it might mean to you personally. Because I felt that song and it really touched me in a special way. So I just want to give that to you. As well as I talked to a few friends of mine and they were talking about the Heart um, Five, you know, that that he done before the album dropped. And I want to make sure I give them, you know, I told them, wait for the pie, wait for, you know, but I, I feel like I want to give it more time to breathe. And I don't want to give like a full song coverage. I don't want to kind of give you what I felt and I've seen each person that he portrayed in that video and how this visual and lyrical matchup that he had is the biggest thing we've had in hip hop since um, Childish Gambino's um, This Is America album, album, video, and, and just the lyrics that he had with that. So this right here kind of gives you my thoughts on that. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to discuss not only Heart, but we're also going to talk about Crown of Kendrick Lamar's album. And we're going to kind of get into this. And, and, and put a real life twist on it so we guys can really take something from this conversation and maybe help you as you have those conversations behind closed doors. I'm back. This is Chill B. And I want to get into first the emotions that I had when I listened to this album. And like I said earlier, man, it's not an easy listen. Um, I'm still processing it. Like you still have to kind of, you know, this is not one of those ones you you ride out to and just bump and boom and every song hits and there's a lot of drums in it. It's not really something that I'm just going to ride around in. It's something that I, you got to sit down and kind of separate yourself from everybody or, or, or isolate yourself from, from just any distractions. And just take how much of it you can in one time. So that's how I kind of handle this album. So some of the emotions that that I, that I had was, and and I'll say some of the emotion I felt from Kendrick, like what he had. This is the first time he's been personally vulnerable with us to, in, to this degree. I never heard him talk like this, and kind of he's uh, getting rid of the tap dancing, so to speak. Like he's not really trying to tap dance around the issues. He's trying to face them head on. Um, later on, we'll discuss some of those songs as kind of forward, you know, like right in the mouth, punch you in the mouth. If you like it, you, you know, if you don't, whatever. So, yeah, this is really a project where I feel like it's very personal. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was vulnerable, emotional. All those things wrapped up into it. And I, and I, being a listener who tried to dive in and feel whatever I can of what the, um, the artist is trying to give us. So... I felt those emotions too. I was very uncomfortable listening to some of it. Um, you know, me being quite honestly, just not having a lot of big beats and drums. 
it made it difficult to, to listen to because now I'm thinking like, you know, we just had the album Damn come out and that album, it was a little more, this is a little more radio friendlier album. So it made it easy. You, you can ride to Damn and you can just listen to that front to back. This gave me more to Pimp a Butterfly vibes. Like you can't just ride to this. You gotta like kind of be in a mindset where you want to take this type of music in at this time. And I like music like that because it's not always, I'm not always in the mood to turn up or I'm not always in the mood to, you know, you know, just, just to ride, you know, have ride music. I want to have kind of, you know, deep thought. And, you know, and my, my wife will listen to it. I showed her the heart um, video and she was trying to like watch the video and listen. She was like, yeah, this is a little too woke for me right now. I had to go back and look at the lyrics. And that's okay. Like we don't have to try to be so, that's why I don't want to do like, you know, expert opinions on how it was a trash or that. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm going to give my opinion on stuff from time to time, but just getting into this, man, I felt like it was very much emotional. So we're going to move on and we're going to kind of talk about before I get the crown, we're going to go back to the heart. All right. And the heart went through, you know, several people as he covered those people, man. And we had OJ, we had Kanye, we had Justin, we had Will, we had Kobe, and we had Nipsey. All right. So the focus on on this song, Heart, you know, it was really focused on the culture because he kept kind of talking about it and talking about how I want you, I want you to love me. I want, you know, I want you, you know, it's like he's trying to do everything he can to speak to this culture. And that's why I kind of picked this on Crown to go behind this because I think this kind of fits in with the whole mode of the album. So, you know, on the culture standpoint, like we're going we're gonna to break it down verse to verse now. And, and I did have a little homework where I kind of look, went and listened to some people. And, and I want to see if my thoughts were kind of similar to theirs. And I disagreed on this, you know, but the first verse, it kind of points out the problems of the culture. The second verse is kind of acting like, you know, are, are addressing why these problems exist. And then the third verse is kind of like giving you like maybe the solution to the problem, like, or it's, or it's at least hinting to um, some type of direction to go. Um, so like, we never really have like the biggest like answer for the culture, but we definitely have people who are pointing us in direction. So I feel like the third verse, and when, and that's really more with the Kobe and the Nipsey, it's kind of giving us a, a big picture look at it. So let's start kind of from the beginning. All right, the first you know transition we see is OJ. And we're gonna to go to the you know to the you know to the line of that. Somebody said they really didn't get the OJ part, but you know when when Jay Z said I do this for my culture and in H to the Izzo, and you know he talked about the ride he was riding in. Well, this is the same thing Kendrick goes. He goes and says the Jay Z line, you know you know for the culture, and he talks about a bulletproof rover, and 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 this kind of makes you think about the OJ chase when he was out here um, in the slowest car chase of, of all time. And then you have Jay-Z who made a song called Story of OJ. And, and it's really just kind of, that song really just kind of talking about how even his case was really about race. Like that that whole case was about race. It was about, you know, he really, he really wasn't tapped into quote the culture like that, but OJ was black and it kind of, you know, it kind of went to that point where you just couldn't help it. So black people was like, we ride with OJ no matter what, he ain't do it. So. Just hearing that and seeing OJ and talking about the culture gives you a little thing. Go back and watch Jay-Z's, um, um, the story of OJ. You can go watch, back and watch the crime series they have on it. They had Cuba Gooden Jr. that I thought was probably some of Cuba's best work in the last several years. But, you know, moving on to Jesse. Jesse, who was a guy who, who went on and he had like this issue um, 
and he was like trying to be the gay Tupac. He said, I don't want to laugh at that part, but he said it like, and like at the concert after he set up this, uh, allegedly set up this attack on him. And when he went out and was speaking on it, he said he wants to be revolutionary. He's, he's the gay Tupac. He fought back and you know, it was really just weird because in a, in a way he wanted acceptance from the culture. Like this is something that he, obviously if he set this up, he wanted people to look at him a different way. He wanted to be that, that face for the culture and moving on to will smith man will who we already know his situation we laughed about it we've seen it you know this kind of crazy that kendrick would put that in so you know this is like right happening like right now real time so you can tell he wouldn't really put thought into that part so will you know with the hurt people hurt people line and then he was just like you know f f calling the culture you got to think about it man will you know, he, he's been called a softy for years or he's been downplayed for years. And then the last several years, we got the whole, you know, the Jada thing with the entanglement and the jokes and all that. And then we kind of see him explode in front of everybody. And we all knew that he didn't, that slap wasn't meant for Chris, you know, Chris Rock. So we all know hurt people hurt people. So that transition was straight. And Kobe, now when we get to these last two, I want to get a little bit more. I just want to get through the first one because I feel like people have done enough of these reviews on those. And I really just want to get to the Kobe one, you know, we talking about culture and everybody is yelling Mamba mentality now. So when I hear that and I seen that part and just listen, Kobe was disliked for a large majority of his career by most of the people who did not like the Lakers. Um, so, and, and people outside of LA, like Kobe was not this, you know, beloved figure and he put his head down and he kept doing the work and that's the Mamba mentality, you know, personal life, all that stuff was, 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 you know, capped off to a certain degree. And he put, he poured all his heart and his soul into his craft that he loved so much. And and, and it wasn't always pretty. It, it didn't mean he won a lot. Well, he eventually won a lot. It didn't mean he won a lot during the process. He had to, he had to see his ups and his downs, his struggles and all those things. So when you're starting to see this now, it's starting to like get to the Nipsey part. And you know how I was telling you how the verses were laid out. Um, if you want to just go back for a minute, the problem with the culture is just the Kendrick's work by, by himself. And then when you get to the verse two and you start to see on why these problems exist and you'll see that's when Kanye comes in and he's kind of talking about, you know, you know, bipolarism and stuff like that. Like we have mental health issues that we don't, you know, we're not really accustomed to talking about as much because we're not really, you know, it's new to us as, as the black community. This is something that we haven't really addressed and called it that. So it's very hard because you still got some old heads, old schools who are just like, oh man, he I, you know, or he just crazy, you know, and we have to find a way to get a healthy balance of coverage on mental health without using it to overblow everything. Because I do feel like there's some people who are just banking off of mental health, they're using that as a crutch. So this is getting to the problems of, you know, Jesse with his wanting to be, you know, bigger than life figure. And like, he, he was apparently wanting to be, you know, revolutionary and he at any cost and he went as far as to hurting himself to get it if it's true and then you got will will who just wants the culture to love him he wants he wants people to appreciate him and he knows that you know we're not going to look at his rap career is never going to be held up there next to ice cube and all these guys so we're never going to look at him as a hip-hop artist and that right and then you know his movies you know we loved him for that but then once the jada um, situation happened with all the, the stuff spiraling out of control with the rumors. He's continuing now to be back to the softy again, and then it just erupted. So that those are kind of letting you see, like, you know, why the problems exist in our culture. And like, people, we did the it's amazing how much we want the culture to love us, but you know, the culture 
sometimes will you know will just ruin you if you let it you know but sometimes the culture gets you know a bad rep because it's not really like that all the time in every instance it's just kind of just crazy how we have just let this our culture which is affected by so many other things outside of the culture we've allowed it to drive us crazy or drive us to do things we're not really you know proud of so just looking now getting to the kobe and the nipsey part where you kind of getting solutions or you're getting kind of like the, the conversation going in the right direction kobe's like you know people frowned upon him a long time before he got the praise and the stuff he did and it took him to kind of soften up toward the end of his career that people was like you know what he this dude really had like a plan like he didn't just do this stuff just to be doing it he really locked in so we have to find a way that we can lock in and like when we want to make these big moves like Jesse did and be revolutionary, you know, I don't know where he wanted to go with that. Or we want to be like Kanye and, and and make these big, bold statements. We have to be able to lock in and understand that people are not going to like everything that we say, that we do. They're not going to understand every move that you make. But let's just hope that we'll be able to gracefully go out the way Kobe did in his career, not his life, his career, because he was able to leave on an amazing 60 point night against Utah and 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 just just mamba out. Like it was amazing to see how people loved him in that last year of his career. But then we get to the Nipsey part where um he painted the picture Kendrick did and he kind of gives us like him talking to his murderer, him talking to his family, him talking to his kids, and and just talking to the culture himself. So this is a guy who's seen it, you know, he's been there and he's he's gone now. But Kendrick is kind of using his voice to talk to us and tell us, you know, what, what he think he would say. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, it's amazing that when we go back and listen to a Tupac or a Nipsey or a Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, all these figures who are, who are gone, we listen to their speeches, we read their letters, and we're just amazed at how much they're still talking to us today. Even now, in biblical terms, you go back and you look at the words of Jesus, at the words of Moses and Paul and Peter. And James, and it's amazing how those, you know, those scriptures, those, you know, those Psalms, all these things still speak life today. So we still, in a way, are trying to figure out not just, you know, not just hip hop culture. I'm talking about like culture and like whatever culture you want to put it to your life, man. And it's amazing that we are still out here looking for solutions, but we have people who are definitely pointing us in the right direction to find some of that peace. So when we take a break, I'm gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this song Crown that, and just tell you what I got from it and how I think this song really can speak volumes, especially the men, the men, the black men. And we can really talk about how we can make a change. And ladies, don't worry, you're not left out because we know that crown you wear is still just as beautiful, even though it, it's just, you know, it might get stepped on sometime by us as men, but we're trying to do better. And I feel like Kendrick's album helping us go to another level and stop tap dancing around the issues. All right, I'm back. Let's get right into it. The song called Crown um, from the Kendrick Lamar album, man. And just pretty much what I stand and what I picked up from it was just listening to it. And the first thing that popped in my mind, man, it was amazing to me, is that, you know what? Every man not ready to wear the crown. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of us who, you know, we who start families or start, you know, 
you know, want to be the head of the boss and, uh, you know, like Rick Ross. And we really don't understand all the things that come with that. And I'm still, I'm going to stick strictly to the culture and, and just to our households. Like a man, not, I'm not even talking about if you getting married. Like if you've had, if you have children or a girlfriend, fiance, um, you know, and you, and you really want to be like a positive example for uh, that family structure, then you know how much work we have to put into that daily, like, like just cause you were that crown don't mean you perfect. doesn't mean nobody can't question, you know, question you. It doesn't mean anything about you being like the, you know, I've arrived and now I'm the one to make all the decisions. Like sometimes we want that crown cause we want to be able to make decisions. We want to be able to, you know, tell people what, you know, what to do, what we think and, and run that and run that household or run whatever that, that, that title is into the ground, man. Cause we, we feel like no one can touch us because there's no way you're going to get, you know, get married and you wear the crown of, of, of head provider of a household and you still continue to have the same selfish mentality. Like you already probably work and it's going to take hours away from your family, your kids. And, and even if, even if you're single, a single man, and you still have responsibility to your family, like, and you still have responsibility to your friends and all the people that you love, like, you want to wear that crown of being, you know, that person, you got to put in that work. Like it's amazing how people think they're great friends and they're not. It's amazing how many people think that if they just listen to me, you know, or if they would just understand me and I need you to know, sometimes you got to take that crown off symbolically and then make sure you level headed, you know, make, get yourself on the level with the people who you're around because really none of us are any better than the other. So, that crown doesn't come with power and, and, and ready for you to abuse it. So yeah, man, every man is not ready to wear that crown, bro. It's, and the responsibility of that crown is another thing that pops to mind. It's like, if you want to be the strong friend, or if you want to be a great husband or a great brother or a great father, like it's going to come with ups and downs and trials and tribulations. One of my biggest issues um, with being, you know, the head of my house and the crown and wearing that crown is that I was, I'm really a person who's working on accepting failure. Like, I don't like to fail. I don't like to be wrong. I don't like to, to mess up. And, and I try to be too calculated at times. I want to be right and measure it 10 times and cut it once type mentality. And that's good in certain aspects. But when it comes to a family, when you're dealing with a wife and a kid who all have different personalities, I have to understand that just because I have that crown doesn't mean I can't be vulnerable. Like, one thing I got from the Kendrick Lamar album is, man, you got to learn to be vulnerable. Just learn to communicate better. And sometimes that crown makes you feel like you can't show weakness. And I've been a victim of that myself, where you have to be able to sometimes show your vulnerability. Sometimes I have to go and, and just be like, look, I'm not 100% sure on this topic, on this issue, on this decision I have to make. I'm scared I'm going to mess up. Um, you know, you know, looking forward to being our own, you know, entrepreneur business owner ourselves, you know, you know, me and my household, but I'm, I've honestly, I'm a calculated person. If I know my steps, I can, I can do anything. But when you talking about doing this and, and, and moving into your entrepreneur space, you have to be able to be flexible, move on the fly, have your steps in order. But when something derails it, you can't fall apart and just completely fall off the train and then just brush yourself off and go back home 
or to pick up your ball and go home. So my thing that I'm I'm learning just that makes it a very uneasy listen but to Kendrick's album is that it makes me look at myself and say, okay, you want to be the man with the crown, but what are you doing that's going to continue to push your family forward, um, push your dreams forward at the same time? Because I, I, I've i told my wife, like, look, just because we have, you know, now we're married and now we have, you know, we have a child, it doesn't mean our dreams are put on hold. So I have to understand that too. Like I can say it, but man, it's tough because that crown man is heavy and i know that's something that i heard all as a child and it makes more and more sense now not just because i'm married and have a kid but when we got into adulthood and start making real like adult decisions like adulting started and you was like whoa I, this is what i was wanting to grow up to be you know type of mentality so wearing the crown of anything and just not even men wearing the crown of, of, of wife wearing the crown of, of girlfriend wearing the crown of business owner leader you know, sibling, all these things like, man, this, this crowd, man, it gets heavy because you could do the right thing a hundred times. You can be there for people 10 times in a row, but at one time that you're not there, they might have amnesia and forget about those 10 times, but this one is, is going to be big and it's going to circulate way more. So, and that's, that's devastating for a person who feel like you feel like you've been there and you've tried your best to, to, to you know, maintain your mental health as well as help them through their struggle. So, yeah, man, it's a lot that comes with being in that. And it's stressful, you know, because you can't please everybody. It's not it's not going to happen. So that's really when I heard Crown, man. And I just, you know, just listen to him pour out in that song. I just want to encourage people around you, man, like find find times where you can, you know, to get some relief, you know, get yourself, you know, back level headed. Calm down before the anxiety picks up, before the frustration picks up. Now you're arguing and we're going to get to a little bit of that. Also, as we continue to talk about Kendrick's album on and off, because I'm just not doing it. Like I said, I'm not doing an album breakdown because this is too much to unpack. But from here and, here and there, we're going to pick up some nuggets. We'll go from there. But I want you to look forward because I was on Facebook a while back, you know, and I was really, you know, I was just curious. And I asked a question. And I said, you know, growing up, what were some topics slash subjects that didn't get discussed in great detail or at all in your household as a kid or a young adult. And I had some people reply to that. So next episode, I want you to tune in and we're going to break down that man with the big kickback. So you guys, I appreciate you listening. This is Chill B. This is the Chill Bravado podcast. Thank you for kicking back with me. I'll see you. I'll see you next time.